Looking right here at Big Ten title odds, and speaking of Wisconsin teams, your Wisconsin Badgers, according to these, uh, who's winning the Big Ten in 2021 odds, goes Ohio State, the odds on favorite, no shock there, at minus 250. Michigan is second at plus 600. Penn State's third at plus 700. Iowa is fourth at plus 1,100, and then Wisconsin fifth at plus 1,200. And RJ, you said Ohio State, and I think we all can agree, Nelly, too, that Ohio State, yes, will is the odds on favor, no kidding. But then Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, and then Wisconsin. And you said, what? Like, the, the, already the two, three, well, and four is already crap. My biggest <laughs> thing is I was going to be going with the same guy they played last year at quarterback, right? Yeah. Because he was only a sophomore, sure. freshman or sophomore. Um, Michigan, they still don't have a quarterback. Correct. Yep. And yep. Penn State's quarterback last year played pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. Now, I look at Graham Mertz, and now he didn't play well, but if that shoulder injury was real, if Joe Rudolph is no longer calling plays, if they're Which playing somebody like Jalen Berger or someone that's got the ability to to break it in the run game, mm-hmm. and Graham Mertz gets back to relatively what he looks like in the Illinois or even the Michigan game, you have the highest ceiling quarterback at Wisconsin out of those four teams. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so right here they say team to avoid when it comes to uh, you know these lines here. Uh, the team to avoid is Michigan, who is favored second at plus 600, saying this is a laughable price on a program the market continues to support for whatever reason. Michigan will likely drop five or six AP top 25 teams in 2021, so you can automatically count me out of uh, betting on Michigan. Jim Harbaugh has posted an 11-22 and 22 overall record against ranked teams during his six-year tenure with a uh, penchant for choking on the big stage. That's Jim Harbaugh. That's Michigan. Yeah. So that's why you look at this and you laugh at it. So you guys were talking about sucker bets. Is people, suckers, would be looking at Michigan? Oh. Be like, oh, yeah. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. The big blue fan base right now is looking at this and be like, why are we so low? The Wolverines are going to visit Indiana and Wisconsin before drawing Penn State, Northwestern, and obviously their arch rival Ohio State, who Jim Harbaugh has yet to beat. Uh, they have taken eight straight matchup in the series over the final month. So they say pump the brakes uh, on Michigan. The sleeper team, this team is way down the list at plus 2,000. They say the sleeper team, if there's one team to take a, a peer flyer on with a legit shot at winning the Big Ten, Minnesota? <laughs> Stop. Oh, you mean, Stop you mean it. Big Ten West champs? <laughs> Stop it with the Minnesota Golden Gophers and a sleeper up here flyer. Stop. We, we made rings because game day visited us? Oh, my God. No. They say right here, P.J. Fleck can coach in big games, maybe against Penn State. Do Wrong. you remember when they had that big game against the Wisconsin Badgers where if they won, they would go and play in the Big Ten championship game? Yeah. What yeah. happened in that game again, Rowdy? Didn't Wisconsin stomp their ass? Sure did. On the road? In their place. Huh. We watched that game in Endeavor, Wisconsin. Endeavor, in the mid... What, what, what and say? it was the, snowing out. The dead winter in Endeavor. Or there were some flurries. And in the dead of winter in They Endeavor. got absolutely manhandled by Wisconsin. Man-handled. Sure Good sandwich there at uh, Just whatever the that place was called. that game brings joy. I don't remember I what that was place was called. Jimmy's, Jimmy's Pub and Grub. Jimmy's Pub Grub. and Grub. Damn good uh, sandwich I had there. That's good. <laughs> Damn good. But yeah, also the game was hilarious. PJ Fleck can coach in big games. In what universe? Uh, the offensive line will be littered with seniors. Quarterback Tanner Morgan is one of the most experienced in the conference, and the Golden Gophers rank among the top 25 in returning production. Tanner Morgan is terrible. How do you? I no, I'm how serious. You, how do you return? And how do you hit the top 25 in production returning when your number one tailback, I thought, left? Rowdy, I don't even. I don't even care I'm about RJ. their tailback. I mean, RJ, look at yeah. look at their receivers. Two years ago, Tanner Morgan was arguably the third or fourth best quarterback in the Big Ten. A little stinger. When he had t- uh, Tyler Johnson and he had um, he had the top, uh, Rashawn Bateman. Yeah, had the top two receivers probably exactly. in the Big Ten. Two guys that were drafted. Two guys that were drafted in the NFL draft the last two years. Oh, and by the way, Jack Cohn, he was pretty identical to Jack Cohn statistically. Yep. Yeah. 
but he had those two wide receivers. Both of those wide receivers were taken in higher slots than where Quintez Cephas was taken. Yeah. And Quintez Cephas was coming off of not playing in nearly two years. And the same fact is the rest of uh, Cone's weapons were not NFL caliber talent. No. Now, Tanner Morgan, you take away Tyler Johnson, and now it's strictly just uh, Bateman. Look how bad his numbers were la- last year. Yeah, Even yeah. Bateman's numbers struggled a little bit. Now take both of them away? Yeah. Who the hell's he going to throw to? And two, he needed those guys to have those type of numbers. Oh, my God. In 2019, or, well, I know it's it hard to say with the shortened season and everything, but, yeah, they say the sleeper is Minnesota. That is absolutely hilarious. And another thing with uh, T- Rowdy, Tanner the Morgan stinks. The P.J. Fleck <laughs> wins big games. Are they counting, like, bowl games against the SEC teams that the national media told me had no interest in playing those games against Minnesota? They're all remember wet when, on this. Remember when the media always says that the, oh, yeah, it was when, what did they beat, Auburn? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Auburn. Speaking of yeah. bad quarterbacks, mm, there's one right Stinky. there. All right. Remember he had one good game against Oregon where they beat uh, Justin Herbert? I Ibrahim is coming back next Oh, Ibrahim is coming back again. So there's your production that's so coming back. <laughs> Uh, let's see your Jim- Bo Nix can't yeah. throw a football. No, he can't. Jimbo Bond said Minnesota is a sleeper. I'll sleep through every game they play. Hi-o! Hi-o! All right, we got the phone lines blowing up. I'm going to tell you who the best value is, the best bet, according to uh, you know these this article right here, and we're going to break it down. But first, I don't even know which phone to go to. Let's go to line three. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Oh, by the way, I was in oh, start. Oh, you're breaking up. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, boys. It's Corey from Marshall. Hey, Corey. What's up, brother? So, Rowdy, or for whoever is looking at this, um, these odds, did they give kind of a reason or a background why they thought Wisconsin was, like, fifth best? Well, here's the thing, Corey. I have Wisconsin coming up of uh, what it's going to be and why they picked uh, Wisconsin at fifth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the long tease. Okay. But, no, that. I'll pine away on it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down right now. They say the best bet on this, and Wisconsin is fifth, the best bet, they say, is your Wisconsin Badgers, saying Paul Chris is one of the nation's most underrated head coaches. He owns the third best winning percentage of any active sideline boss who's in our program for six years. Uh, he's only trailing Clemson's Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban. That's pretty elite company. And then they continue on to talk about how good Wisconsin is going to be. Well, I'll tell you, I think one of the bigger problems from last year, is what you guys have noted, is that they never really figured out the running back position. It was pretty maddening watching that last year, I'm going to be honest. And then, like, the offensive line it felt like it really underperformed. So I think, as Rowdy noted, or Nelson, or the third, uh, Nelly, the third person there, <laughs> has noted that, you know, without Rudolph calling these conservative plays, I think that's really going to help out quite a bit. Because, like, last year, yeah. it was well, Chris, really, Chris, Paul I mean, Chris. it was disjointed. Yeah. Paul Chris is an offensive guru. He's an offensive guru, right. Chris, as he's taking the reins back. Did he ever say why he actually gave up? I think you guys probably went over this. Yeah, it was something along the lines of with with COVID and everyone had a lot of different job duties and he thought there was too much on his plate, so he gave away the calling to Rudolph, but now he's taking it back and shuffling some other names around. It was basically like a long non-answer about, yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah, that sounds like a word salad response. And we appreciate it. We appreciate the opportunity to have that word salad. (laughs) And one last thing before I let you go. Underrated fast food, I'd say Wendy's. Oh, underrated like is Wendy's? Frosty, big Frosty fan and uh, DQ. I remember uh, growing up, big fan of their chicken sandwiches because I grew up in the kind of Milwaukee area and there's a DQ in Menominee Falls and that was a big treat. Go get some chicken sandwiches and Mountain Dew. That was my big thing. So you there. actually di- dipped into the food menu of Dairy Queen. Oh, yeah. It was a sit-down and everything. It was the full deal, man. Wow. And the Wendy's, are what, are we talking a, a chocolate Frosty, dipping her fries in oh, it yeah. or what? Totally. Yep, I usually just go, you know, naked frosty, just <laughs> not dipping anything in there, just regular old frosty. Sure, sure, but sure. You could dip the dip the fries in there for sure, and then uh, I think you guys got to rate custard places in Wisconsin here next. That should be your guys. Oh, we're on it, Corey. Totally. Oh, Corey, before I let you go, my man. Yeah. Uh, last time we all went to Wendy's as a group, Nelson went to triple decker. He went three I beef patties. That. Have you ever dabbled with the three beef patties? Have you ever danced with the devil having a heart attack with that? <laughs> You know, the closest I got probably was like <laughs> they want to like go to like Cops, which is a custard place in Brookfield, and they got butter like yeah, legit butter burgers good. where yes. they just pour yeah. butter on the bun. I think I got like the double there, 
and that was life flashing before your eyes type deal with a mold. You're like, oh man, your, your left I, arm starts tingling. Idea. I've made like, that same mistake your, myself. <laughs> all of a sudden, your left arm goes numb, and you're like, what's oh, going on and, here? And an order of onion rings too. You're like, oh, oh, dude, you got to go. There's nothing better than a burger and a side of onion rings. That's what I, 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 I did the exact same thing my first trip ever to cops, and I had, yeah. I had my buddies looking at me like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "It's yeah. a double. It's okay." They're like, "You've never eaten here before." I'm like, "No." All right. Yeah, all right. It comes like a half side of a cow. Yeah. It's, it's like the size. Bad of- idea. Well, all right. Have a good day, Corey. Nice hearing from you, go. brother. See yeah, you, man. Later. Good stuff from Corey right there. Uh, yeah, we do have a question here on Twitch. The King says, does RJ know that Dairy Queen has a food menu? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I do. I, I've never had it. But RJ wasn't know. in here. RJ had already left when this conversation yeah. started yesterday. And then the King is the one who carried it over uh, on the Bill Michaels show. So, all right, well, we're going to talk Wisconsin football here of why they're the best bet to win the Big Ten. Boys, we were talking about this, the Big Ten title odds. Who's, you know, who's the best bet? Right now, Ohio State obviously is the favorite. At minus 250, Michigan's second, plus 600. Penn State, third, plus 700. Iowa, fourth, plus 1,100. Then Wisconsin is fifth at plus 1,200. Now, they say the best bet, value-wise, is Wisconsin. Uh, they say the Badgers, although they went to four and three during last season's COVID-19 riddled campaign, plenty positive developments, primarily on defense. Wisconsin finished number four in the country uh, in def- a defensive SP plus giving Jim Leonard his third top 15 defense in four years, a unit that didn't allow an opponent to score more than 28 points in a game, uh, could be even better in 2021 as 82% of the group starters are returning from last season. Uh, just on the defense alone, boys, are we, uh, sold? We can sleep easy at night knowing Bucky's going to have that, you know, top 15, top 10, top five defense coming up. It, until they show that the guys who replace the guys uh, can't do it, yeah, you got to assume that this team's going to stay up there in the top 10 defensive mode and, and be able to get it done. And, I mean, nationally, people will say, well, it's because they play in the Big Ten, they don't face anybody. But, I mean, still, in order to be in those top 10, top 5 categories, number 1 and 2 in some of them, you have to be pretty darn good. Yeah, you still have to show up and do the job. When you're talking about having to replace players that are leaving, look at the guys that they're bringing in to replace them with. When you look at, well, we've talked about it quite a bit, Wisconsin is starting to recruit higher-ranked kids, and the majority of those that have been coming in the last couple years have been on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive line. Yep. Yes, sir. So that, that can only help or should only continue to help fortify your defense going forward. I think everyone listening to this radio station probably believes in Jimmy Leonard as the defensive coordinator. And if you believe in the stars, as in recruiting stars, with that offensive line, the offensive line is only going to get better and deeper, Mm -hmm. which should only help that running game. Yep, and then offensively, the Badgers, they say, need a a little bit of a tune-up. Scoring was an issue last season. Now, Graham Mertz obviously had the hurt shoulder in the Michigan game. He said he's not going to use that as an excuse. You're out your top two wide receivers. Top two wide receivers out due to COVID and injury, and you just had just this herky-jerky season where it's like, stop, go, stop, go, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, and you're not sure what's happening. So Wisconsin, though, they do return 88% of their production, more than the defense at 82%, and they say with a star-studded pass-catching core featuring all seniors headlining the attack. Because you get the guys back, they're coming back, and then you get, uh, what, Chimray DK is the true freshman last year. He's coming up. And now who's the guy that uh, we were talking about last week? That Chandler. Chandler. Chandler, who was there saying he's going to have a breakout campaign offensively for the Badgers. I think it all hinges on what? Graham Mertz, right? If Mertz can continue his production, they always say like a quarterback can make a wide receiver. Or however the depth chart's going to lay out, you have to put those next two guys in DK and Chandler be your be on your two deep. I mean, last year they weren't. You had Crumholds and uh, Dunn as your backups. And, you know, God love them for being a part of the walk-on program and continuing that kind of thing and being very serviceable. But when you're trying to win Big Ten championships, you just can't have serviceable in there. You have to have the competition who can take the top off. Take the top off <laughs> or, you know, just be the you gotta, the type yes. of athlete that can compete with the top-tier defensive backs in the Big Ten. And You're saying talent wins out, RJ? 
at the skill positions, absolutely. Totally. I'm going to go to it's, it's going to come down to two players. Obviously, Graham Mertz because it's a quarterback and obviously the most important position in football. You know that the defense is going to be solid. You know that the offensive line is going to be solid. Honestly, it's been a long time. And I don't know if I've ever remembered an offensive line where I would say, man, that offensive line was bad. Now, there might have been years where it's like they had a lot of hype where they might not have met the expectations, but they've always been at least solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd continue, or I'd expect that to continue. I think the two biggest players are obviously going to be Mertz and it's going to be Berger. Yeah. Mertz, yep. because obviously everything goes through the quarterback. You know, you're going to have your solid, steady, receivers that have been there forever and prior in Davis. You're going to have Ferguson that's been there and he's been reliable. Mm-hmm. And then you have kind of uh, the wild cards in Chandler and it looks like Chimray DK was a real deal. But I think the biggest reason why I also throw Berger into that mix is because the running back uh, room was pretty bare last year. And, he's and he was the guy that 15 carries. Yeah. He was the guy that showed <laughs> the most promise and the most talent and limited when snaps. he finally got a yeah. chance and now you're going to see what I think you're just going to need to see him carry the load because it seems like he does probably have the most talent in that room. Yeah. And not saying that the other guys aren't talented, but uh, he was definitely given the biggest opportunity, even though it was limited last year. Right. I mean, I mean, you were chuckling about something. Yeah. I mean, was it the 15 carries? Yeah. He's, for got a lot to, he's got a lot to do when he's only got. Hey, listen, Jalen Berger, you got rest 15 on, carries. Rest on your shoulders, bud. Yep, you know you, you know, do what you can. Here's your workload. You know what you got to do with it. You got to get to over 100 yards. And 15, 15 or less carries. carries. So Godspeed, my friend. Now, the reason why he only got 15, there had to be a reason why he only had 15 carries, right? I, stupidity? I don't know. Whether um, whether it's first year not being able to learn what the, the big playbook. Jays tell us, Rowdy, that his legs weren't thick yeah, enough. Yeah, whether it's he's not ready in the weight room or maybe he doesn't take practice seriously. It had to be something, right? Work ethic. Well, I don't. I don't, I don't think it was the practice series. I don't think it was not taking practice seriously because then you wouldn't have just played yeah, him. I mean, with, you wouldn't have seen him with Settle being in there. If he wasn't putting in the work, he wouldn't have seen the field. So it's not that. I, honestly, I think they just put him on a. a Snap count. It's like we got to make sure that our seniors are feel good about getting some carries, and we got to make sure we're not upsetting anybody because we don't need another freshman coming in to like Jonathan Davis and or Jonathan Taylor, excuse me, Jonathan Davis, Jonathan Taylor. It's a lead singer of Corn, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> and a basketball player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jalen Berger is the is he the number one? He has to be the number one. Yeah. Yes, he's your number one. So please, God, let him get more than fifteen carries. I. I agree wholeheartedly with Rowdy. It comes down to two players, Graham Mertz and Jalen Berger. Because you expect everyone else to be solid. And those are the wild cards where Graham Mertz was really good for one game, looked decent for a second game, mm-hmm. then it all went downhill. And then, like we just mentioned with Berger, showed a lot of promise, showed a lot of uh, talent and explosiveness, but he only got so many carries a game. Right. So it says that the best bet, and I'm sure this is value-wise, is on Wisconsin. And Ohio State is your odds-on favorite minus two fifty. Well, when you're, it's probably your best bet because just because the value is they're, they're I, fifth at I plus twelve hundred. I bet when the odds come out for uh, winning the Big Ten West, they're minus something. You know. Well, yeah. I think if you look at all those other teams, obviously Ohio State's number one because they've been number one for a long time, especially in the Big Ten. We already talked about it briefly, but Penn State and Michigan, the odds that they get past Ohio State should just knock their yeah they're done their value down. And then when you look at the West, you're starting to look at well, is it going to be Minnesota? Is it going to be Wisconsin? Is it going to be Iowa? Iowa lost a lot of players, mm-hmm. and their quarterback doesn't have a very high ceiling, in my opinion. Yeah. Plus, yep. there's still a little bit of turmoil in that program. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, I just I don't believe in PJ Fleck, and I won't believe in Minnesota until they actually beat Wisconsin in a meaningful game. I yeah. know they beat Wisconsin, that ended the axe streak, but that was a was PJ Fleck. He's a joke, and that was when Alex Hornerbrook was at the last yeah. legs of his Wisconsin tenure, and that that team was a disaster. As a as a team that didn't mix when it came to team chemistry. Yeah, Hornibrook yeah. wasn't knocked out yet of his uh, quarterbacking position. So I, I won't believe P.J. Flex the real hey, deal until they actually beat back. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Because that was the Illinois oh, game yeah, he where was, he got he was, the concussion. Way, he was knocked out. It was uh, not a pleasant surprise and didn't leave any spring in his step, and we had to go to the pub to think about it. But, yes. 
And I just, I also just don't believe in Nebraska or any other of those lower no. level teams. Yeah. Ooh, and no, 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 no. for Northwestern's going to fall off this year. They lost a lot of guys on defense. Lost, they lost the defense and their defensive court coordinator, Mike Hankowitz, retired. So it'll yeah. be interesting to yeah. see what happens there. But and yeah. Indiana, they're in the East too. Yeah. Yeah. But so they also lost a, a lot um, in, in terms of their skill positions. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see where they go from there. But. Uh, Tom Allen, that's at, at uh, Indiana. That's a guy who I think can do good things at Indiana. So. so when they talk about value, obviously it makes sense because Wisconsin, when you look at the ceilings and where they should play, probably should have the second best odds right. behind Ohio State. Yeah. Just because you play in the West and you're most likely going to have the best shot at being in that championship game. Love my Tuesdays. Because I get to talk to this cat right here, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Good morning, Grant Bills. How are we doing today? Good morning, Evo. I'm good. I didn't know you looked forward to this. That that makes me happy. You're the reason why I get up on Tuesdays, Grant. Uh, well, I got up at 7.30, and if you wouldn't have texted me, I'm, you would have caught me very off guard, so I appreciate you being a professional. Well, I thought we had a standing you know, reservation here. We, we do, and, and it's my fault. Um, well, I just, you. I it was caught a little off guard today. I was up too late watching trailer park boys last night. The Brewers didn't play. So I, I had free time and I let it get away from me a little bit. Uh, Grant Bills, the trailer park boys, one of my favorite shows of all time. Have I told you the story of Mr. Leahy and my wife? I don't think so. I'm very intrigued to hear it though. By the way, Mr. Leahy, the supervisor of Sunnyvale trailer park, RIP off to the great trailer park in the sky. He had died uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So we, we pour out a, a Nathan liquor for our guy, Mr. Leahy. But, mm-hmm. Grant, uh, Mr. Leahy and Randy Bobandi were on a tour together, and they were in Madison, Wisconsin in the before time a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. my wife and I, both big fans of Trailer Park Boys, and we were uh, front center uh, of the stage, and Randy and his big old beer gut were up there, and he was wondering where Mr. Leahy was. And no one knew where Mr. Leahy was. And all of a sudden, it was very crowded there. It was a sold-out show. And you know at a concert when people bump into you, start shoving you, it kind of pisses you off a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I get this. I, I start to get shoved a little bit and pushed aside. And I'm ready to, like, you know, say some words and maybe cock back a little bit. I wasn't going yeah. to throw any hands, but if push came to shove. And then yeah. I look, and the guy pushing me is Mr. Leahy. <laughs> and I look at him, and he looks at me dead in the eye. I go, Mr. Leahy? And then he looks to his right, which happens to be where my wife's standing, and my wife goes, Mr. Leahy? And he grabs my wife's face, and he kisses her right on the lips, and oh. then lets go, and then walks up to the stage, and they start the show. It was the most one of the most incredible, hilarious moments in my life. I let, well, I didn't let, but Mr. Leahy kissed my wife on the lips. It was actually incredible. That if that happened to me, that would be such a roller coaster of emotions. I don't know if I would have known how to handle it, but it it seems like you handled it with with great grace and aplomb, Evo. I told him. I told Leahy, you're the only man I'd ever let lay hands on my wife like that, Mister Leahy. You're lucky that I love you. So there you go. Yeah. So now Jim Leahy is uh has gone to the great you know booze bottle to the sky. He is the liquor, Evo. That's the one thing he taught us. <laughs> hey, Grant, let he me ask you this. Uh, enough about Trailer Park yeah. Boys. Did we need a lot of liquor last night after that Milwaukee Bucks atrocious game? What the hell happened? 87 points they gave up in the first half? It's just, it's this team, dude. I it takes. I, I, told, I said a couple weeks ago, I was giving out mental health tips to, to some of my listeners and my friends. And we were talking about the Brewers and bunting and the Packers and linebackers. And I just said, just stop watching the Bucks. Just don't watch him. You sound like me. This team, team, dude, and I love him, and I'm going to cheer for him, and I'm going to get way, way too irrationally upset when they eventually lose in the second round of the playoffs or the Eastern Conference Finals. Who is this? Is this Grant Bills? Dude, dude, this team, man. I I figured they were going to rest half of their guys last night. How do you – and, like, Bud will get into his press story. He'll be like, well, you know, we have the seating kind of locked up. And it's like, well – people convince themselves that losing this time of year is just fine. Like last year before the bubble, it's like, well, they'll flip the switch. Don't worry. It's like, well, no, I, I don't know. I'm so frustrated with this team. Like they had an opportunity to get better seating too. Like wow, the Nets been like banged me. up and Philly and they just didn't take advantage of it. And I, they've been pushing me and pushing me, Evo, and I'm getting sick of it. And I didn't picture them losing to the Spurs last night, but here we are. So I got to, well, deal not, with that today, Grant, too. not only did they lose to the Spurs who were a 10 seed, but they got throttled. They got their asses handed to them. They gave up 87 points in the first 
half. Grant, they, yeah. I mean, I know they won five games in a row leading up to that point, uh, but now they're a game back of Brooklyn for the second seed in the East with only four games to play, and you were talking about that switch to be flipped. Is this, should we now be getting concerned about the Bucks? Or, hey, it's still regular season. They'll flip the switch come playoff time. I, I think the flipping of a switch thing, I, I don't think that's real. Like, unless you're the, the 73-win Golden State Warriors, I, I don't think flipping a switch in the postseason is real. Like, Kyrie Irving said it a couple of years ago with Boston, and they lost in the second round. We, we said it about the Bucks last year, and then they ended up losing the Heat. And, and let's be real, if they would have played any team worth a darn in the first round, they probably would have lost in the first round, but they were playing the Magic, who aren't any good. I just, I, we... we I think it's I think it's a fake narrative when people say, "Oh, well, they'll flip the switch in the playoffs." I don't I don't think it works that way. Not unless you're an all time great team. And I don't like I like the Bucks, but they're not the the 2016 Warriors. I I don't know if it's time to worry. I think it's just time to be stressed about this team. Oh, that's all the time. We're always stressed about this team because that's all they ever do to us. Uh, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. Check his show at 4 to 6 here on uh, Lacrosse, Eau Claire, as well as the Madison area. So, Grant, speaking of things to worry about, are you getting worried more about the Aaron Rodgers Packers drama, or where are you standing at right now? Do you think Rodgers will uh, play for the Packers, uh, sit out, or be on another team coming up? First of all, the way you segue from one topic to the next really is a. I mean, it's, it's a joy to listen to. It's a joy to be a part of. First of all, i gotta, I got to say that. The, the worrying about well, Rodgers, uh, I, I don't know. Everybody seems so pessimistic. The only people who seem positive that they could make this work and fix it are like former Packers. You got James Jones and A.J. Hawk. And I saw Tyler Dunn yesterday announced he's dropping a story today. He talked to a former Packer. I don't know who that is yet. Like, those are the guys who seem positive. And then everybody else thinks that this is done that Rodgers is moving along. You're Rob Demoskis, you're Rob Reichels, who wrote a good piece yeah, this Robbie. weekend. I know you're, you're buddies with Rob. So, I, I don't know. If I'm just reading the room and listening to what everybody else says, because I know very little about this, I'm just an observer, right? I'm just on the outside. I just talk about it. I, you got to think that the chances are that he won't be back, right? And I argue with listeners about this every day, who think that this story is fake and who thinks that this is all a bunch of baloney. Yeah, it's fake news. It's fake news, Grant Bills. Okay, it's fake news. Exactly, exactly. Adam Schefter made it all up and blah, 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 blah. And I, that's not true. Now, maybe it isn't as bad as everybody thinks. and Maybe he will be back. But the idea that this is all fake, that's... that's okay, yeah, well, let's, say, let's right. say he is back, right? Do you sure. think that all of this drama is going to be cause for a, you know, a, a nice little uh, you know, singing kumbaya in the locker room? Well, Evo, you were you were much older for the '90s Bulls than I was, so you you, you speak to this like yeah, I, but Rogers if he does is no Jordan. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he does come back, I, I do think it creates this weird dynamic where it's like, all right, I guess we got we got one last run at this, and potentially that could be good. I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers played fantastic last year after they drafted Jordan Love. Maybe he just needs something to be angry about, and if they're able to get him to come back for. Well, not dance like they did with Jordan, not to not to be corny, but maybe that creates like a really uncomfortable but really really productive dynamic, and this team goes off and plays really well. I'm I'm not sure, but I I don't think the drama subsides. Right, if he comes back, it's not like everything's cool and fine with the world. Like it's still uh it's still a less than ideal scenario. So, Grant, is it true? I did see over the weekend on Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. Ryan Wing of Fox 11 reported Rogers as was seen in Lambeau or around Lambeau. Yeah. And then uh, two hours later, he turned off the replies from his tweet so no one could uh, respond to him saying that he actually it was bunk news. It was uh, not good. Uh, did I see Grant Bills? He reported uh, out there at Wisco Grant's Twitter account that he saw Rogers on 3rd Street in Lacrosse. Was he at Dell's Bar sipping some Bloody Marys? Well, Evo, the, the thing is, uh, is these days you don't really have to be right about that stuff. You just have to put it out there. Ah. And then people get a hold of it and they start sharing it and retweeting it. And I, you know, I just want a slice of that. Right, so I thought I would say that he's in lacrosse and he's getting a beer. And okay, if I'm wrong, I'm sure wrong. It doesn't bloody? really matter. There's there's no repercussions for lying about that sort of thing. Correct. So, um, no, I did not see him in lacrosse. Although Saturday night in downtown lacrosse was a great time. It felt like Aaron Rodgers was with us. Um, but no, I I did not see him. Unfortunately. Yeah, Grant. If uh, 
if he was going to be at a bar in lacrosse, I know exactly where he'd be. He'd be at shooters and he'd be drowning himself in his sorrows about all the good Packer wins and Super Bowl <laughs> victories that have gone by. Oh, is that the bar that constantly plays on loop Packers victories? Yes. Yeah. No, that's a vodka, bar. Vodka Red Bulls and, and old Super Bowls. There's a cardboard cutout of him in that bar, too, so he could get a photo op of himself with himself. It's, it's, it's a picture from, like, 2013, 2014, so uh, a little times. bit of a different aesthetic. Do Back you when it was Mike ever, McCarthy and Ted Thompson, the good old days. Yeah, exactly, the, the good old days. Do you guys talk about the Shailene Woodley thing, that, that angle of this, and how maybe she's involved? Do you do not, that on your show? Not really. Do you? No, I... Although I don't, I don't even know what movie she's in. I've heard she's in these Divergent movies. I, I'm not even going to watch them. I think they look, they look terrible. They look like they're Twilight. They look like they suck ass. I've, I've never seen them. The thing is, on my show, I can't gossip about things like that because it's just me. Like I, I, I'm not a good gossiper. You know, I'm not a relationship guy, quote unquote. I don't, I don't know how to, to talk about these things by myself. If I had a if I had a guest or a co-host, maybe well, I could have I Charlie. I could have Charlie and... call in for you. Charlie calls in like thirty times a day. Here, I could have Charlie call into the Wisco Sports Show. That was uh, the one time he did call in. That was something. He didn't bring up Shailene Woodley, but we did talk about. I think his ice. Well, great. Okay, how about this? Before I let you go, are you going to be tuning into the final two episodes of The Connors? I grew up watching a show called Roseanne. They tried to reboot yeah. this show. They ended up kicking Roseanne off. I forget exactly what. I'm sure it was like some stupid political reason or something or some take she had. And then are you yeah. going to be watching The Connors as Aaron Rodgers is back uh, acting? He's reprising his role as Jeopardy host, but this time in the world of The Connors. Will you be watching? Nothing against Rodgers, but uh, no. I don't, I don't watch anything. Like, the last couple <laughs> nights, Besides man, Trailer Park Boys. In the last week, I moved into my new house, and me and my roommate, we've been having movie nights. I've watched Anger Management, The Other Guys, I watched Monty Python the other night, Ooh. and then last night I just the watched Holy Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, in the Holy Grail. So if, I, if I'm not watching games, dude, I'm I'm really turning my brain off. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch well, Aaron Rodgers with <laughs> with John Goodman. No, I'm not gonna tune into that. Sorry. Yeah, neither are we. Was that toxic? Are you guys gonna watch it? Are you excited about it? And I just kind of like. Grant, I never even knew the show still existed until I saw the pop up on Twitter about Roger's going to be on that. I, I chuckled and said, "Who watches this crap?" It's like, "Who watches well, Young Sheldon?" I saw that pop no. up the other day. Like, "Who watches that?" St- I must swore. Who watches that stuff? No, I agree. Network TV. I don't know if you saw. It. I don't know if you're a childish Gambino, a Donald Glover guy. I saw him on a tweet storm last night about how networks are scared to make fun TV shows. Oh, it's all the same nonsense. Now. Terrible script. Yeah. Terrible acting. Terrible everything. I don't bother. Yes. You know why? Instead of watching Network TV, I listen to the Wisco Sports Show from 4 to 6 with Grant Bills. Grant, we thank you for your time. Finally, someone's talking some sense. Evo, thank you. Have a good day. Uh, And good luck with that plumber. I think the the Bucks came over after the game last night and took a big dump in your toilet. That's why I got to call a plumber. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, wish me luck. (laughs) See you, buddy. Good luck. (laughs) There he is, Grant Bills, the Wisco Sports Show. Follow him on Twitter at Wisco Grant. My man. And this is uh, also featured in a Trailer Park Boys episode. So this is for you, Grant. Rush is closer to the heart. Our friends from Canada. Aaron Rodgers watch. We have not talked about it yet today. We're two hours in, and we have yet to talk Aaron Rodgers watch. Well, it's it's now time. As Aaron Rodgers watch has taken eh, a little bit of a turn, Devontae Adams, the Packers wide receiver, Aaron Rodgers' number one target and maybe best bud. Devontae Adams on Colin Cowherd's show, The Herd, yesterday. And he had a couple things to say about what was going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I uh, I grabbed the clips, and I want to play some of it for you so we can react to it. So Devontae Adams was, a- as was asked about uh, Aaron Rodgers. He says he's talked to him, and he supports Rodgers 100%. Here he is. I defend my, my guys on everything, man. I mean, this is uh... – we all know it's a pretty, in, um, you know, dense business. There's a lot that happens, a lot that goes on here. Um, you know, just like any other job, you want to be happy and you want guys, once you have um, gained that respect, you want to be treated with that type of respect. So um, there's certain things that, you know, I can't speak on specifics, but there's certain things that he wants and um, maybe the club isn't wasn't so excited about um, living up to right away. And, um, you know, that can affect the a guy who's done so much for an organization, um, you know, he's he's put his his body and his really laid his life on the line out there for um, for that team, for for his teammates and everything. So I've been behind him 100 percent throughout the whole thing. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm praying everything works out and that we get him back and 
um, you know, we can continue to go out there and do stuff like what you see on the screen there because it's a lot of fun doing it. Doesn't sound the most – I mean, it doesn't sound one way or the other, I guess. Pretty even road, middle of the road. But, Rowdy, some stuff that Devontae Adams says there, like Rodgers put his body on the line, doesn't every NFL player know going in when they sign on the dotted line for their contract with the team that they're putting their body on the line? Isn't that like what the sport is, modern-day gladiators? Yeah, and if they don't, then I then I would question their commitment to the game or how long they're going to be on the roster. Yeah, so Devonte Adams saying he supports Rogers one hundred percent. Now let me play it again. I'm going to stop it. Periodically. I defend my my guys on everything, man. I mean, this is so ultimate teammate defending his guy and everything. Is, uh, we all know it's a pretty in um, you know dense business. There's a lot that happens, a lot that goes on here. Um, you know, just like any other job, you want to be happy and you want guys once you have um, gained that respect, you want to be treated with that type of respect. So. Okay, so once you gain the respect, I think he's talking of the teammates and probably the uh, upper management, you, you want to be treated with respect. Isn't uh, Doesn't everyone think about that in every walk of life and every job that they do, Rowdy, that you would, like, want respect? Yeah, but do you think he's saying that they weren't treating Aaron Rodgers with respect? Did you, get, did you gather that from that, from his comment there? I mean, p- potentially. I think he does kind of address it a little bit. Let's hear it. So. Um, there's certain things that, you know, I can't speak on specifics, but there's certain things that he wants and um, maybe the club isn't wasn't so excited about um, living up to right away. Okay, so there's certain things that he wants and maybe the club isn't living up to their expectation of doing that. So is Rogers the GM now? And this these comments kind of make me a little nervous just because – Devontae Adams is in practice catching balls from every quarterback. Yes. Now, obviously, the majority of them being first-team reps with Aaron Rodgers, but I guarantee you he's caught balls from Jordan Love. Yeah. He, he, talk, he talks about Jordan Love coming up. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is his guy. He's, he's the reigning MVP. He's been with him his whole career. He's one of the best in the league. I think Devontae Adams goes, you know, I don't want to lose this guy because I'm a good player, but he – knows that Aaron Rodgers makes him even better. Yeah, and Devontae does address those comments. Let's, let's finish breaking this down. And, uh, you know, that can affect a, a guy who's done so much for an organization. Um, you know, he's he's put his his body and his really laid his life on the line out there for um, for that team. For Okay, well, I would hope every person would do that that's in the NFL uh, making money to, you know, be an American gladiator. For, for his teammates and everything. So I've been behind him 100% throughout the whole thing. Um, obviously I'm, I'm praying everything works out and that we get him back and, um, you know, we can continue to go out there and do stuff like what you see on the screen there. Cause it's a lot of fun doing. That. All right. So he's basically saying, uh, you know, he's being the teammate that he is, uh, you know, trying to explain the Rogers side of things without really saying anything, but you know, he, he's praying that Rogers comes back. Well, I don't know if you guys get down to this conspiracy theory uh, or not, but the NFL released was going to release or did release, excuse me, a video of the upcoming, cause they're going to release all the dates for the schedule. It was Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in it. The NFL pulled the video and then took Aaron Rodgers out of the video and replaced it, I think, with Lamar Jackson. So there was a hype video for the NFL upcoming, you know, the release of everything. It was Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. They have now taken Aaron Rodgers out of the video because he was wearing the Green Bay Packers garb, the green and gold, and have replaced him, I think, was with Lamar Jackson. So if you get down to the conspiracy theory of uh, the NFL maybe knows a little more, well, they took Rodgers out of this video that was hyping the upcoming season. Well, if you want to go and talk about more conspiracy theories in different avenues that way, remember probably for about a month, since this topic's now rambling on for about two weeks, but for about a month we talked about all the potential restructures and all the potential extensions for the Packers to save money Mm -hmm. for the upcoming draft and free agency. Well, if you remember, we got to three moves. (laughs) One was obviously restructuring or extending Aaron Rodgers. The other one that was talked about quite a bit was, hey, you'll be able to cut Dean Lowry June 1st and save over $5 million. Mm -hmm. And that third one was, why don't you give Devontae Adams an extension since he's on his last year of his deal? (laughs) Well, if you want to go down a conspiracy theory here. I do, I do. Well, if he is buddies with Rodgers, like they seem to be, if he has talked to Aaron Rodgers like I bet they have, and he's played with them his whole career, he maybe was one of those teammates in text messages yeah. or just in passing that have talked to him about, you know, his his Aaron Rodgers, that is, thoughts on the state of the Packers. Yeah. And maybe he had known maybe something was up or 
maybe he was looking to go somewhere else because once you think Devontae Adams would have already signed that extension? I uh, remember yes. we kept talking about, think that. hey, there's only three moves left to make. One's Rodgers, one's Adams. Both of them haven't done anything yet. Dean Lowry, we're waiting another three weeks. Rowdy, I think uh, you might be on to something right there. And he even talked about how you have to do the best things for yourself. Yep. And you have to, you know, you once you reach that level in the league – you hope that not only your teammates but the organizations respect you. Yep. Well, what if he's saying, well, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, I've caught balls from Jordan Love. I've caught Tim Boyle uh, passes. Well, obviously, he's moved on to Detroit. <laughs> but it's it's a little different than uh, catching him from 12 from Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Maybe I don't want to spend my last legit contract in Green Bay. And he has because, comments. Because if, say, Jordan Love isn't close to the level of Aaron Rodgers, which I think all of us would imagine he's not. Correct. Maybe since I he he's only going to be able to sign maybe a two to four year deal at the current age that he's at for big time money. Yes. Maybe if I do have Aaron Rodgers though for those next three to four years, I luck into another bigger contract even late in my career because of the numbers I've put up, and some garbage team will throw money at me. So he he comments on what's going to happen to Rodgers and Jordan Love, but first let's go to the phones. Just a conspiracy theory. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Bobby! Back and refreshed from vacation, correct? Well, not really vacation. I just went to Alabama to see uh, my daughter graduate, which was amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations to your daughter, Bobby. I appreciate that. Hey, I just wanted to do a quick PSA. Yep. Power Appraisal and Consulting will not be sponsoring a weekly update on Jack Foxworthy's career. No, it's Jeff Dunham. Um, <laughs> oh, Dunham, excuse me. See, I didn't even know who he was. Oh, and by the way, I knew Bob, him as the puppet guy, and I knew I didn't want to put those two Jose together. Jalapeno. And by the way, Bob, that script, so, script has been written, and it'll be cut this afternoon. So you, I thought you I thought you wanted to, oh, you just wanted the Scott's music trivia, not Scott's Jeff Dunham update. <laughs> I'm almost going to go with the Charlie Sobriety Minute sponsorship that we had discussed. <laughs> so... I was in Alabama, obviously, we discussed, and I had a chance um, to listen to a bunch of Roger stuff down there. Yes. And Dan Patrick interviewed Schefter. Yep, yep, we listened, we broke that down too, yep. Oh, did you? Because I knew I was a few days behind the news cycle with you guys. That's okay, bring it up again, man. But I felt like he did a bunch of backpedaling, and... Not you know he took a bunch of stuff he heard and mashed it up into a, a snowball and started rolling it downhill <laughs> like he didn't you know it wasn't like it was something sad and he just decided to break it conveniently on draft day yeah. and he kind of was swimming all over the place and then I got to see some uh, Pat McAfee stuff where he interviewed and now I can't think of his name. Um, the guy with the hooded sweatshirt oh, and James the linebacker, AJ Hawk. Yep, and yes, yeah. Yep. And um, they seem to be more in the camp of like, yeah, Rogers is pissed off, but this is clearly far from like irreconcilable differences. Correct. So I've now jumped back over the fence <laughs> that I've been over back and forth like eighteen <laughs> times, um, and now I feel like it's not. It's more like us making it into, like you just did, like breaking down every four words of what somebody says. And I oh, oh, wow. mean. Yeah. You cut over a little bit there, Bobby. I think Rogers was trying to silence you. Bobby? No, I said, no, no. I was, actually, I was pausing to hear your thoughts. Oh, no, you cut out for a bit. I think Rogers hacked into your phone and tried to uh, turn it off. Uh, my thoughts, Bob, I still am not feeling good about Rogers returning, wearing uh, the Packers uniform. And I think he's going to be a Packer next year and probably the next year or two. Maybe if they get the extension done for the for the rest of his career, but I do think next year he'll be the Packers starting quarterback. This coming season? This coming season. And since you're four different people, you get four different votes. <laughs> Is that not correct? Uh, the good thing he's not 23 like the movie Split. You ever seen the movie Split? That guy's got 23 I, different personalities. I do believe I have. Yeah, that's, that's Rowdy's future. We just got to think of some more names for him. So, yeah, Bobby, you're back on that Rodgers is staying then, yes? Yeah, now I'm feeling, I'm feeling significantly better after getting a chance to, like, digest 
like the stuff in full with like no interruptions and like just from start to finish. Now, are you sure you're not and, feeling better because you got to leave Dane County and then go to a place like Alabama and kind of just live your life? Uh, I did feel better about that. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Being out on the beach with my feet in nice warm sand, 80 degrees, sunny, beautiful. Um, yeah, that would that would do a man. Looking good. at the nice southern attractions. Oh yeah, a lot of waffle not houses, a bad right? Thing. Yeah, yeah, huh? a lot of waffle houses. That's the attraction. Speaking right? of underrated fast food, would you consider Waffle House fast food? Because it's underrated. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's not fast food. That's a restaurant. That's like a Denny's, dude. That's not fast food. <laughs> hey, Bobby, nice to have you back, my man. And we'll make sure to take up the Jeff Dunham minute from your sponsorship sheet, okay? Yeah, especially since I don't even know who he is. That would. We'll take that out of the checklist. See, see you, Bobby. Bye. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to line two. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Thanks for holding. What a shock. His oh, it's Dave from Monona. What a shock. Doesn't know what is, what, who Jeff Dunham is. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey uh, you, you just went to Alabama. You should be accustomed to all those puppets and inbreeding. So I would think you would have gone all the way Dave, down sounds there. sounds like a hot spot you for you. Yeah, well, I, I think there's a lot of sheep. I think there's a lot of sheep, uh, <clears throat> if you know what I'm saying. So I think you should, uh, you're destined for Alabama. Yeah, well, I would have thought Bobby would have understood that. Jalapeno on a stick doesn't mean something you dip in, you know, Mexican nacho cheese. No, I would. That sounds good. <laughs> doesn't it, though? Hey, Rowdy, with, with three names, you're liable to get one of your picks correct on, on those razors, actually. You got pretty good odds. You're, you're not lying there, Dave. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hey. I only need one name to beat you, though. <laughs> hey, by the way, they they already got your order up at two thirty. They said, "Hey, they called me." He goes, "Do you need your order for two thirty? I said, "Yeah." Yeah, you got to pay up on another bet lost by you, huh, Dave? Oh my God! But hey, by the way, before I get my Rogers thing, do you guys know Alexa farts? I just realized that. Like Alexa, the 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 Amazon thing. Yeah, but my, my cancer doctor yesterday, we, we were we were messing around, and she goes. Did you know you could tell Alexa to fart? So for the last half an hour, Alexa's been farting. It's funnier than hell. <laughs> Did not know that. Dave, do you know what you and that Brewers-Phillies series had in common? They were all losers. Four straight losses. <laughs> all losers. Well, my, well, my case, <laughs> I, like, I, like I tell you guys, win something first. But you know what? As far as Rodgers, I keep, I, I keep hearing um, Adams. He didn't put his life on the line. Hey, Adam, you put your life in the line when you're dodging bullets overseas, you moron. And as far as respect, the only, the only person that's been like given respect. Well, yeah, well, the only people that have been given respect is Mark and Brian. Have you heard them come out dishing uh, Rodgers? Have you heard them come out bad mouthing them, calling them an idiot and a crybaby? Yeah, they've only said the, the right things, which they should say. Exactly. And at least so they're Adam, saying something. Yeah, but but hey, Adams, that's what respect is when you don't criticize publicly. Not like your little, not like your little puppet, you know, Aaron Rodgers is pouting and crying everywhere he goes. And by the way, he's not going anywhere, people. All these, all these, you know, clowns saying he's going to be traded, he ain't going anywhere because Mark and Goody aren't going to give him the satisfaction. You know, if he wants to sit out, let him sit out. Yeah. Yeah, if you want the door hit you on the ass the way out of town, and yes, I'm take Devonte with you. Hey, Devonte, see you later. Hey, Dave, see you later. And he pipe on me. There you go. All right, one last one. Thanks for holding. Who's this? Good morning, boys. What's good? Oh, What's good? It's Chad. What's up, my man? Rolling in right after my mortal enemy, Dave from Monona. What's going on? Well, Chad, the mortal enemies, that's a long list of names uh, for, uh, against Dave from Monona. You're just you're one of yeah. many. That's right. No, I was I was going to give you guys my take. I'm, it sounded like Dave saw the same Devontae Adams interview that I saw. Can you imagine if Gouda Coons comes in a Wisconsin guy, went to University of Lacrosse, comes in and the Packers say, here's arguably the best quarterback in the league and arguably the best wide receiver. And he ends up basically saying, no, no thank you, and they all walk away. That would be an all-time fireable offense. He has to find a way to, to make this work. I think he's in trouble. Yeah, well, dude, if if Rodgers leaves, then yes, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game who's coming off an MVP season who gives you your best shot at the Super Bowl is gone, and then arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL also wants out. It would be it would be madness. How, how do you not fire someone for that? It's an all-time screw-up. Or does he package them both in the same deal and just basically get that other team's draft picks for like the rest of like the oh, franchise's my stomach is nuts. How often does that work out? The only the only trade I can remember off the top of my head where something that massive worked out was the Dallas Cowboys trading 
Herschel Walker yeah. to the Vikings. That's the only time. Like you, it's you're never going to get value for one of those guys, let alone two, right, Rowdy? I, it, it would be extremely tough. Well, yeah. We have a question I mean, here. On, we, have a, we have a question here on Twitch from Hale the Mongoose it says, "How many first rounders do we get for both of them?" <laughs> you I have mean, to give like gotta, naming rights over to the franchise. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a tough it's a tough uh, proposition. So I just don't I don't see it happening. I think that I'm thinking at this point Rodgers just wants a new deal. When he looked at what Patrick Mahomes got and he's looking at what's going on around the league, all of a sudden his contract is obsolete. Well, that's the he crazy thing little... is the rumor is that, you know, Gutekunst, Murphy, and LaFleur all flew out to California to try to appease Rodgers. At first it was, you know, we're going to restructure your deal. Rodgers like, no, I want an extension. And then they went and offered him an extension a little later, and he said, no, eat it. Yeah, I mean, they might they might be in real trouble, all, all of those guys, at the time, except for LaFleur, you know, the people that are making the decisions. you got to know with certain guys how to massage that relationship, and it sounds like an all-time bungle. So it's I, wild, dude. I'm, yep, so we'll see. Anyway, last Friday, Fish Fry Friday at Toby's out Ooh. in off of Stoughton Road. Yeah, how was it? Quite good. Hey, Very good. Hey, gotta... we had this conversation come up yesterday, and it's, it spilled into today as well. I really didn't realize that Dairy Queen had food, like, you know, outside of ice cream, <laughs> until a couple right. years ago. And people said, like, Dairy Queen's an underrated fast food joint. Chad, have you ever ate, like, a burger or anything from Dairy Queen? Yes, but this year I'm on a fast. I'm on a fast food fast for the calendar year 2021. Well, good. That's good for you. So, but, 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 uh, yes, I have. They have pretty good food, actually. Burgers and hot dogs. Blows so my mind. Blows out. my mind. I feel like we're the only two people that didn't know. This. I, I feel like I've been left in the dark for 33 years on this. Hi, right, Rowdy. So we were listening to uh, Devonte Adam comments before the caller started to sound off on Rogers. and uh, the report is out there right now. And we'll get back to Devonte's comments, but the report is out there right now that the Denver Broncos are reportedly pursuing the Packers quarterback if he becomes available. Like, that's the that's the number one destination for Rodgers. I know the Raiders have thrown their hat in the ring, yada, yada, yada. I feel like if you are an NFL team, uh, no matter who you are, minus what, Sands, like a couple, couple teams that already have their quarterbacks, you should be trying your hardest to land Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you want to succeed in the NFL, wouldn't you be trying to get better in every facet possible? Yeah, you always have to be trying. You always have to be trying to upgrade your quarterback position because it's the most important position in the sport. Exactly. And if you don't have either a one of the top five or ten quarterbacks in the league, or b a guy that you have just drafted that you believe in, you should probably be looking to upgrade your position. And, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't come along and isn't available every single year. Correct. And if you're not trying to actively do that, then I don't know why you're a GM in the NFL. And that's why, I mean, people laughed at Ryan Pace, but actually going out and signing Andy Dalton, obviously before drafting Justin Fields, mm-hmm. was still upgrading the position. Yes. Though totally. it wasn't like he found an Aaron Rodgers. He went from like twenty six to twenty one. Still upgrading. He's still upgrading. He still, he still gave himself a chance, a better be chance, better. a better yeah. chance. Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, on this front for Rogers, or I'm sorry, Devonte Adams and his comments. So you said, and obviously we all know this: quarterback is the most important position in the game. Like that's how you are winning games, right? Is you get yourself a nice little quarterback that can help you win. Devonta Adams was asked specifically about, well, first Rodgers, and then about Jordan Love. Is Jordan Love ready? Here's Devonte. I'd say, and and here's is it's pretty tough. And like you just stated, not having any um, any real action out there, it's tough for me to assess that fully. Um, based off what I've seen, he he works really hard. He's really attentive and. Um, you know, he's like a sponge with Aaron in that room, just soaking up everything, all the knowledge, um, you know, different things. And with his mechanics, I know, um, you know, he's been working on to try to get better and better at. Um, but it's tough because I haven't seen him play. Uh, there's still more to this clip, but right now, <laughs> right now, from what I can hear from this, I would say Jordan Love doesn't sound like he's ready to play. I don't know if I would necessarily. Yeah, I-, I agree with you on that. Which it's also, there that- was no offseason or preseason last year. It's not that Devontae Adams came out. And said anything where it was like, ooh, Jordan Love's going to be terrible. Yeah. But he definitely, from his comments there, it sounds like, yeah, Jordan Love works really hard. He's got some tools, but he's nowhere near Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, here's more from Devontae. I've seen him get out there and do a preseason. So after this year, 
um, I think we'll be able to give a more accurate um, assessment of that. Um, seeing them going against a, a few other teams, yeah. maybe some, some cross, uh, you know, how they do the, the training camp practices. Maybe we'll do some stuff like that uh, potentially. So we'll see. Um, you know, I, I definitely got faith in him that he can get it done. And, you know, whoever's out there, I showed it with, um, you know, 2017 with Brett Hundley. I'm going to get out there and be ready to ball oh, regardless. God, what did you just um, say? <laughs> you know, control what I can control. Um, but like I said, love is he's been looking good from what I've seen. But that real live action is what will really let us know. Did, that was totally what? a dig on Brett Hudley. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to. The training camp practices, maybe we'll do some stuff like that uh, potentially. So we'll see. Um, you know, I, I definitely got faith in him that he, that he can get it done. And, you know, whoever's out there, I showed it with, um, you know, 2017 with Brett Hundley. I'm gonna get... <laughs> you know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Totally, did he just bring up Brett Hundley? Yeah, totally a dig on Brett Hudley. Look it, I can do it with anyone. I even did it with Brett Hudley in 17. You know, whoever's out there, I showed it with, um, you know, 2017 with Brett Hundley. I'm gonna you know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> did he did he just bring up Jordan Love or Brett Hundley in the same sentence of Jordan Love? Am I or am I looking too much into that, Rowdy? Because that's fright <laughs> that's frightening. From taking his comments in both of those different clips, I don't I think that was a dig on Brett Hudley or oh, Brett Hudley. Jesus. But I don't think he's taking a real dig at Jordan Love. I just pretty much think he's saying he's not ready and he's not Aaron Rodgers. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. That's that's but that was definitely a dig on Hundley because he could have easily said, "Yeah, I can Oof-ta. do this. I can do this with anyone." Look at my numbers in seventeen and not have mentioned Hundley, but he mentioned him. The fact that he just mentioned Brett Hundley is concerning to me in like maybe different areas in my brain than uh, if Rodgers is gone or not. Brett Hundley, my God. All right, here is more. God. Here's At more. least Brett Hundley was the guy that faced the music. He's like, yeah, I stunk. Yeah, well, he, he didn't say he stunk, Rowdy. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. He was statistically not great. That's about his PC of saying <laughs> I stink. Yeah, I was statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. How'd you do on your test score today, Ebo? Um, well, statistically not very good. Yeah. Yeah, I bombed it. Yeah, I was statistically not great. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Here is more from Devontae Adams, who is statistically great with the Packers. But how about this? If Rodgers goes elsewhere, will that mean Devontae's going to go elsewhere? Here's more from Tay. Uh, potentially, potentially. I mean, it, that's my guy. That's the, the only guy that I've had, um, you know, other than that, um, 2017 season when he got hurt, it's the, it's the only guy that I played with. And, um, you know, we built up a, a special connection over the years that has made it, you know, put us both in really good positions in our career. Um, you know, not that he needed me to come along for it cause he was already in that spot, but we established a lot together. So it would change a lot, man. Um, you know, doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone, but um, you know, I, I definitely have to do some extra thinking if, if my guy wasn't here. Hmm, let's see. Devontae Adams, his entire career basically been with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is now arguably the best wide receiver in the game. He did bring up a name, Brett Hundley, who is statistically not great and uh, not in a good sense. And then he said if Rodgers isn't here, he potentially would be gone too. Would you fault Devontae Adams to not sign a contract extension? Because he's, he's up for one. Would you fault him if uh, Rodgers left and he said, you know what, I don't want to be here either? No, and I kind of already said that when we were talking about kind of some of our conspiracies about uh, why he hasn't signed an extension and yeah. Aaron Rodgers leaving and them being buddies. Because if he does play with an Aaron Rodgers type quarterback for the next two, three years, he'll potentially be able to sign for another deal, which would probably be more lucrative than it would be had he was playing with a, a Jordan Love or a Brett Hudley because oh, his numbers. Can we not say Brett Hudley anymore? He's getting, Devontae Adams is getting older. I'm yep. not saying he's old, but he's getting older. Okay, we have a comment here from our guy Vagabond Johnny. He said 26 to 28 is a receiver's peak. 28 to 30 is a slow dec- a decline, and 30 plus drops off quick. Adams is past his peak, boys. Yeah, he's 28. So after this year, he'll be 29, 30. He'll probably get a two or three year deal to leave him in his early 30s. And if he plays with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, where everything's a little bit easier, a little bit better, he'll probably be able to sign another lucrative deal with a team that'll be able, uh, willing to throw money at an older receiver because of all of his past numbers. He could, he could, in theory, play for probably another, I don't know, seven years. Will Devontae Adams get paid with the Packers or... Well, think about it. Maybe another seven years for under contract, but only really legitly good for two or three of them. Yeah. Uh, We got a comment here from Shane Rock. He says, Julio Jones is 32. Don't forget. 
Okay, Rowdy, so I saw Ian Rappaport tweet this out yesterday, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to save this, read it, talk about it. Discussion around the league about the benefits of drafting a wide receiver in the first round. How much does it help? You know, Aaron Rodgers was out there uh, before the Packers took Jordan Love saying, you know, I, I would like, uh, wouldn't mind a wide receiver in the first round. I think that'd be really nice. Well, the Packers moved up in the draft and got Jordan Love. So a look at the past 10 years of drafting wide receivers in rounds one through three, it shows that teams are more likely to have a Pro Bowl wide receiver from a second rounder versus a first rounder. So eight wide receivers drafted in the first round in the past 10 years have been selected to one Pro Bowl. Julio Jones and A.J. Green have the most at seven each. And this also includes Cordella Patterson, who was drafted as a wide receiver, but has made four Pro Bowls as a return specialist. So it's A.J. Green, Julio Jones have the most. Then you have DeAndre Hopkins, who's got five Pro Bowls. Amari Cooper's four. Patterson, four, but that's, again, as a return specialist. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the guy who loves wearing skirts. Three, Mike Evans, who's a beast, three, and Justin Jefferson, one. So in the last 10 years, those are the uh, eight wide receivers drafted in the first round who have been selected to uh, one or more Pro Bowls. In the second round, over the last 10 years, you have 12 wide receivers drafted who have been selected or one or more Pro Bowls. Jarvis Landry has five. Devontae Adams has four. Michael Thomas, three. Then the next is just one. Wow. Jarvis yeah. Landry has more Pro Bowls than Devontae Adams. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Then it goes A.J. Brown, D.J. Shark, Randall Cobb, uh, Elshon Jeffrey, D.K. Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cortland Sutton, and Mikel Hardman. So, Rowdy. Through, I mean, that's all fine and dandy. Well, well right? hang on. Then there's five wide receivers drafted in the third round who have made one or more Pro Bowls. Keenan Allen has four, T.Y. Hilton four, and then Godwin, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett. So those you get more Pro Bowlers now. You know, do this is what you will out of the second round than you do in the first round. So what does that say about people? You know, saying I need a wide receiver in the first round, like Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you have your pick of the litter when you're selecting in the first round for the most part. When you're talking about first three rounds, just in general, right? Yes. So as long as you do your job, aka scouts and general manager you'll be able to hit on the best, I mean, the best prospects that are out there. Correct. So, I mean, obviously it comes down to that too. But I think the bigger picture here is when you draft wide receiver talent in the first three rounds, you're normally going to get a better player, right? Makes sense because you're drafting them higher. Yes. That's where all the better players get drafted. That just makes sense. Guys that are normally better in college tend to be better pros. Yes. I know that's a... You're not stepping out on a limb there. Yeah, I know that's pretty straightforward here, (laughs) but it makes sense, right? It does. And when you look at what the Packers have done when drafting wide receivers and drafting wide receivers early, it's all all cool to know that, yeah, first rounder, you're going to get a lot of uh, pro bowlers. Second rounder, you're going to get a lot of pro bowlers. Third rounder, you're going to get some pro bowlers. But I think it drops off after that. But the biggest thing is how come they haven't taken any of these receivers in the first three rounds, <laughs> okay. Well, since Amari Rodgers, Adams, and then De- Amari Rodgers hasn't stepped on the field yet. Yep, that's a good point. I mean, De- Brian Gutekunst. Now I can see where Rodgers gets you know a little head scratching, as Brian Gutekunst when he became GM, his 2018 campaign of drafting Jamon Moore fourth round. He's not in the league. Marquez Valdez Scantling fifth round. Equiminia St. Brown sixth round. And am I missing anyone there? I think that's it. In 2018. And we all know MVS, he's got blazing speed, but his hands aren't always there. And Equimania St. Brown, I don't know, you, I, jury's out. Do you know how many receivers the Packers have drafted in the first, second, or third round in the last decade? Tell me. Two. <laughs> you have Amari Rodgers, who hasn't stepped on the field yet, just drafted in the third round. Uh... And you had Devontae Adams taken in the second round in 2014. Two. Those are the only two guys the Packers have selected in the first three rounds that play the position of wide receiver. So does Aaron Rodgers have, as Devontae Adams suggested on the the herd with Colin Coward yesterday, that Aaron Rodgers has had some gripes with the organization? Well, I think 
when when you lay it out there pretty straightforward, hey, your best players are going to be in rounds one, two, and three. Your best receivers out of those drafts are going to come from rounds one, two, and three. <laughs> and you literally have just two receivers taken in, 10 in years? rounds one, two, and three in 10 years. Now, one of those is Devontae Adams, who is, you could say, the best wide receiver in the game right now. And then in 2011, you had Randall Cobb selected in the second round. Yeah. But, and- I mean, outside of that, you had Jordy in 08. In the second round, James Jones in the third round in 07. Yeah, you got to go, go digging here. Greg Jennings in the second round in 2006. But, okay, how about this? We'll talk about when the Green Bay Packers had probably their most weapons when Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl. You had Greg Jennings. You had um, Randall Cobb. Jermichael Finley before he got hurt. Or... Well, he was, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Like, I'm talking receivers. Oh, yeah. You had sorry. Jordy Nelson. You had Randall Cobb. Or was Randall Cobb the year after? Randall Cobb was the year after. Year after, sorry. You had Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Jermichael Finley, who was, he's a tight end. And then you had Donald Driver, who was the holdover. That was yeah. the old guy, right? The best smile. In the, and don't forget the Buckley seatbelt. Thank you, Donald. But all those guys, Driver. Driver was the guy that was already there that was the known the known guy. Obviously, he was in his last legs. Yep. But all those receivers that we talk about that were on that team that were his quote-unquote weapons, they were all drafted in the second or third round. Hmm. Jordy was the second-round pick. Greg Jennings was the second-round pick. Uh, James Jones was the third-round pick. Jermichael Finley, third-round pick, even though he's a tight end. But yeah. still, they were all top three rounds investments. And then you see the talent around Rodgers kind of fall off after that. Yeah, and obviously those guys got old and you had to reload, but they never reloaded. Their reload was literally, well, I guess one year after the Super Bowl is Randall Cobb. But then after that, in that decade from 2012 to to basically 2021 now, you've had two guys selected and Amari Rodgers is still a question mark because he hasn't played yet. Man, crazy. (laughs) 